You're welcome again once again to another live session of the Porter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaac Phillips Akintola. I want to welcome you specially to this beautiful edition of our intercession and prayer meeting. This is a special one because we're going to be praying for the sixth parliamentary uh, 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 sitting of the South African nation. This is a beautiful day. This is a wonderful day. This is a glorious day. This is a day I believe we all need to celebrate because of that which the Spirit of the Lord is bringing us into. I believe that this new day is going to usher in some very important uh, uh, um, spiritual realignment in terms of God's prophetic counsel for this nation. Thank you, Myrtle. Finally, you made it. (laughs) So I believe that uh, uh, this morning we're going to be tracking some things by the spirit regarding the destiny of our nation. It's important. Thank you. Thank you, my brother Shane, for joining. I believe God God is going to be leading us this morning to to touch some very important aspects regarding the destiny of of this nation. You know, like I know, amen, that no one, amen, has all right, the destiny of this nation, all right, at heart than our father himself, because he's the one that has brought us together, that has called this nation as a one people, all right, that will continue to stand as one to bring forth his eternal counsel and purpose. So this morning, we're going to be praying, we're going to believe God, amen, to grant us grace, to grant us insight, to grant us wisdom and understanding as we continue to track his will, his mind, his purposes, amen, for this beautiful, beautiful nation of South Africa. This is one of the most beautiful nation in the world. This is one of the best places to live in the world. Why? Because the Lord is here. God is here. Amen. His will is in this nation. His counsel is in this nation. Regardless of what we may see, regardless of, amen, the historic uh, uh, realities, amen, God has a hand over this nation. God has a place. God has a plan. God has a prophetic objective for this nation. And we want to track that. We want to align our hearts, our minds, amen, to the ways of God, to the will of God. Thank you, sir, for joining. Man of God, Prophet Nathan, thank you so much. Appreciate it. So we want to track the heart of God regarding our nation. We want to we want to set the pace for the sixth parliamentary sitting. Amen. Whatever is going to be happening in the parliament this morning is an activity of men, is an activity of politics and politicians. All right. But we know that the seat, the king, excuse me, that the king is sitting, amen, in judgment. He is sitting in authority. He's sitting in rulership over over this nation and over every nation, amen, that he's got a prophetic objective for, for this season and time. And it's for us, if you've been following me, if you've been following our prayer sessions in the morning, you will notice that I've been saying something that regardless of what we have heard or we've been told about what God wants to do, if there's no one standing, if there's no one position, if there's no uh, uh, pathway, if there's no conduit, if there's no gateway, if there are no bridges built, amen, in the spirit to, to bring in that which God wants to do, it's not going to happen. God will have to wait for a generation, amen, that will you know, connect to that which he wants to do. That's how spiritual things is. These are protocols of the spirit. So it's important that we understand this moment in time, that this is a crucial moment for us. This is a moment that we want to align with God's counsel, with God's prophetic objective for our nation, for our land. There's so many areas, amen, that we want God to intervene. 
want God to intervene in the areas of leadership, in the area of, of governance, or right? in the areas of justice, in the areas of you know the economic system. We want to, we want God to intervene, Amen, in our social economic area. I mean, look at what is happening in homes, family, all kinds of things, Amen, that are collapsing. We want the divine hand of God, and those are things that government cannot fix. All right, when government talks about trying to fix society, they talk about okay, the issue of money. They talk about you know, uh, 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 you know, their own wisdom. All right, the wisdom of this world cannot fix the complex issues of this world. Men will continue to try. Thanks, thanks, Brother Ricardo, for joining. All right, men will continue to try their things. They will continue to try their own ways. They will continue to look for policies. They will continue to look for ideas. All right, and and if we are not tracking by the Spirit and we don't position ourselves, all right, and enforce the judgment of God that is written regarding Amen, the various sectors of life. Guess what? The enemy will continue to rule through bad judgment, through bad leadership, through bad governance. All right, we saw what happened. Happen, you know, uh, uh, in the. Uh, in, in you know in the uh, uh, pres- presidential sitting of uh, 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 what was his name now Zuma I mean just one decision this man made I mean wrecked the economy of this nation just one decision just because he removed him one minister of finance and put another one there and in one day four hundred billion rand just like that went down the drain just in one day so so the concept of leadership is crucial amen to you know to divine governance to you know to the move of god to the counsel of god because at the end of the day it's about people it's about people but people is not just the issue that we're dealing with this morning we're dealing with the heart of god the mind of god the desires of god amen like i said god has a prophetic purpose for this nation god has a prophetic you know uh, objective for this nation and that's what we want to track by the spirit we want to track that and you are not in agreement for the fact that you're watching me this morning means that you're in agreement with me and we can push we can advance we can we can take this you know uh, you know prophetic objective from this point to that point amen and we want to believe god that whatever resource whatever capacity whatever grace whatever impetus the lord has given to us, whatever wisdom amen god has given to us we want to maximize them amen we want to use them to the fullest we want every aspect of our life amen to be saying yes to the will of god yes to the counsels of god yes to the mandate of god regarding our nation because at the end of the day amen the destiny of this nation are in our hands it's not in the hand of the president amen he's been elected there amen by people and sometimes people elect things that they don't they don't understand. <laughs> sometimes we do things, you know, you understand what I'm talking about. It's, I'm not saying the president is a bad president. I mean, he's one of the most wonderful person I personally love. I love Ramaphosa. But guess what? If we don't stand behind him and pray and push, amen, and believe God, amen, to guide him and lead him. Guess what? There are pressures here and there. You know, yesterday I was watching, you know, uh, the news. And one of the newscasters, excuse me, one of the... Uh, um, the press guys was asking or lady was asking so how do you feel president and the president said i'm afraid and she was like why would you be afraid is it because of you guys i mean and that just tells you the kind of a heart of a man that we're dealing with all right so so i, I like his heart he's open all right and and and, and i mean and th- there's nothing wrong for the fact that he's rich he's rich but he's got wisdom and he wants to do what is right i believe in my heart that he wants to do what is right but we cannot just leave that all right to you know to the realm that okay he wants to do what is right because there are forces we, we don't see there are 
powers that we don't see that are trying to twist his hand that are trying to you know lead this nation on the wrong path that are trying to you know impose their own values and agenda and that therefore we, we need to stand we need to understand amen the heart of god the mind of god and we need to position ourselves in prayer and in intercession and so that's what we're going to be doing this morning and i'm going to be looking at scriptures you know i've got few you know one or two scriptures here that i'm going to be looking at that i felt you know uh, 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 it's important that we look into because when we talk about a nation we're talking about the destiny of people all right both the young the old the poor the rich amen we're talking about different kinds of you know realities that comes to play i mean that is a serious position when you 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 are you are being you are being you know committed you've been given the responsibility of defining the you know the the the, the economic trajectory of a nation of defining amen the movement of a nation the first thing i'm, I'm you know i've been looking at that I felt that we need to really look again and really define is what is South Africa and what is the what is the vision of South Africa? We live in a nation. We're living in a nation. Yes, we live in a nation like every other nation. Or have got their own, you know, uh, 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 directions, and we identify them by various things. You know, Americans are known for certain things. You know, the, you know, Chinese are known for several things. You know, the Indians are known for various things. But the question that I'm looking at this morning, because while we're dealing with okay leadership, you see, what galvanized leadership, what empower leadership is vision. Now the concept is or the idea this morning is what is the vision of this nation? Where are we going? What do we want to see? What do we want to manifest? What do we want to achieve? All right, beyond just having good economy, beyond just having, you know, good educational system, beyond just having, you know, a uh, a uh, 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 you know Talk about you know the the the, the five G uh, uh, you know and the fourth economic uh, whatever they call it beyond all that those are all good things I mean it's just like in a home amen you want your home to run well but 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 what is the objective what is the purpose what is behind that thing because you see if we have not been able to identify and track and have what is called you know a corporate holistic vision. It's so easy for people to drop by because that is that will be what we're going to be measuring. Amen. How people succeed and how people fail. How ministers succeed and how they fail. And that will be what will be speaking into what defines the policy that, that governs us as a nation. Uh, you know, I mean, I've been in this nation for almost 20 years now. But I've not really heard somebody corporately define to me to you know i've not heard it i've not seen it say okay this is south africa this is where we're going yes we've come together from various walks of life yes we are the rainbow nation all right and basically that is just an open you know an open book you know anybody can join the color you know and that's what is happening therefore all kinds of things are coming and they are they are they are you know impacting and influencing and everybody's bringing their own thing but yes everybody must bring their own thing but excuse me we've got to have a, a single focus. You see, vision is about singleness of eye. It's about singleness of direction. Where are we going? What are the values? See, because when, once we understand the vision of this nation, then we understand what speaks to, to the values, amen, that makes that vision a reality. Come on. I, I hope and I wish that, you know, the president, you know, because, I mean, he's a leader. A leader must define vision. 
All right, and I'm not saying th- this vision must be pro-Christian. It must be pro-God. No, no, that's. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, tell us, give us, amen, a clear, you know, focus of where this nation is going to, because that is where energy and resource then can be channeled to. You see, you, you keep having places like Escom failing. I mean, look at the money that has been pumped into ESCOM. And, you know, some time ago, in fact, last week, the president still said, look, ESCOM is too big to fail. Who says? Who says that ESCOM is the, is the, is the engine house? Because ESCOM is not defined. You see, there are two things I've got to understand about ESCOM, all right? ESCOM is the powerhouse of the economy of this nation. But that powerhouse, amen, is powered by a vision or ought to be powered by a vision what is the what is the vision of south africa from that concept then we understand the vision of the of the of the of the energy policy of the land come on we understand the energy policy of the land we don't have a vision for that because we don't have a corporate general vision that is telling us south africa this is where we're going this is who we are and that's why, you know, you know, the Chinese will come and, and tell us, you know, uh, uh, they want to be part of what we're doing and they will put us in all kinds of, you know, financial bondage. And then, you know, the, 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 the West, the Americans will come and every, everybody's got a stick. Everybody wants to put their hand in the pie. All right. But we have not really defined. You see, if you ask any normal, you know, uh, uh, person walking on the street, what's your understanding about south africa what's what's the vision of south africa why why you're south african they cannot tell you they cannot tell you well i was born into this nation and the next you're going to talk about we're going to talk about apartheid apartheid cannot be defining amen where we are going or where we are in the 21st century i keep saying it i know it's hurtful i know it's painful guess what we all individually have gone through all kinds of pain but we cannot live in our pain forever we cannot if we want a future if we want to if we want to really lead we want to be part amen of a people that will bring forth amen the desires of god the intentions of god amen for our time for our generation if we want to have a voice, amen, in, in the commonwealth of nations, if we want to have a place, a stake, amen, in this new day, in this new economy, in this new, you know, generation, amen, in the next frontier, if we really want to really fulfill what, we, what, we, what we've been called, amen, to fulfill as a nation, because like, listen to these friends, every nation has got a specific, a specific vision they must fulfill. Every society, amen, has got, amen, something driving them. If we have not tracked what is driving us from the perspective of God guess what the devil will give us a vision the devil will give us a direction the devil and we've seen that happening and that's why today you will notice that our policy is all messed up is all mixed up amen our policy doesn't have a coherent voice our policy I mean people have said South Africa has one of the best policy in the world you know why they say that because the policy accommodate everything and everyone <laughs> A policy that accommodates everything and everyone is not a good policy. It means that you've compromised. It means that you don't have leadership. Because if every, if I become everything to everybody, it means at some point I have compromised. Amen. My policy should be able to say this is what we believe. This is where we're going. This is who we are. This is what we don't believe. This is our economic policy. This is how we treat each other. This is how we want to walk. This is how we want to live because this is where we're going. You see, if we have such understanding and, is, and, and that policy, that vision, amen, is taught, amen, from the primary school level or even the kindergarten. I mean, there's a lot of things that even the children don't know about the country. Beyond that, okay, we can seek the national anthem. 
But who are we as a nation? Because that is what then begins to define. That is what begins to define, amen, where we are going, amen, as a people. If we don't know who we are as a nation, we have no, we have no future. We have no agenda, amen, that we are aiming at. We have no direction, amen. Everybody will be pulling us. You know, I was told, you know, not, not even told, I, I listened to this on the news, was it last week, that, you know, South Africa borrows close to about a billion uh, a rand every day to service you know uh, you know some things every day now you don't want to live in that kind of a society where the government are borrowing a billion rand every day just just look at the kind of a future we're creating all right a future that is that is that is captured by debts no wonder no wonder any you know everybody in south africa or most south africa are living in debt because the nation itself amen is 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 being oppressed is being suppressed by you know by debts if if if, if the government amen amen are living in debt i mean it's so natural for people for ordinary people amen to do what to live in debt so we've got to have a clear cut you know vision that defines to us the value system amen that 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 that, that most Motivate how we live our life. How we live our life. This is a nation that needs to be reset. Karabayada. South Africa is a nation that needs to be reset. It needs to be reset. How do you reset a nation? You reset a nation, amen, by redefining, by redefining its vision. This is where we're going, all right? Thank God for Mandela. Mandela did a lot of good things, all right, in, 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 in taking South Africa out of, amen, that, you know, apartheid, you know, a system, even though that's just... A, just one aspect he did basically by compromising and say okay we're not going to war and that was a powerful thing the man did i believe that was a wisdom of god god gave mandela that wisdom to say okay let's sit down together let's talk this thing over and and, and let's meet ourselves you know at this point some may have said he sold that but i believe he did not sell it. i believe that god gave him the wisdom but the problem is there is no other person to take from where mandela stopped amen and take the journey further uh, you know we, we we you see it takes vision to lead a nation and it takes visionary leaders hallelujah to 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 to, to impart vision into people if you don't have visionary leaders you just want leaders you see that's why it's 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 wanting to have a leader it's wanting to translate leadership to governance to governance we've got to understand this powerful dynamics and i feel i feel in my spirit right now that this nation is calling for a visionary leader visionary leader will birth amen a value system that will produce amen the kind of lifestyle the kind of character you see one of the things that is lacking in this nation today is not the fact that this nation is not rich as much as the, there's a lot of borrowing amen that can be dealt with but it's it's an issue of lack of understanding of who we are as a nation. What what speaks into our nation? What speaks into, into this nation as, as an identity? As an identity. And, and I'm not talking about the, the, the rainbow thing now. That's not what I'm talking about. All right. That that that, that is good to you know to keep the people together. All right. You know, you know, it's like the you know, it's like the Bible talk about you know uh, uh, the, the, the image of Daniel. Around the image of Daniel, remember the stone that was caught, caught with our hand that hit the feet, amen, the iron and clay. I mean, to me, that's what I see about the concept of the rainbow because, yes, we say we're a rainbow nation, but we have not actually defined the values, the culture, the identity, the 
vision and the and the objective amen that binds us together than every other thing that binds a nation together you say okay you you need to live in in, in community you need to agree together those those are still surface because i tell you i tell you the days that we're living in god is shaking everything that we have held on to we have we're holding on to amen that are not that are not solidly built amen on the foundation of truth so these are days where we've got to be we've got to speak some very important truth to ourselves we've got to open up we've got to be ready to you know to speak and to really deal with things that needs to be dealt with for us to move forward because i tell you it's not just going to be about how we listen people talk about creating job i ask myself what job is there to create if we're not thinking outside the box where well, i was just told a few days ago that the, the, one of the uh, uh, mining company will be retrenching i think about is it 400 or 4000 of their workers because they want to downscale so so who, who is lying to who you, you get the point that i'm making so if we say we're going to be creating jobs for people then we need to begin to create a policy Amen. That allows room for the creativity of the people, amen, to think outside the box in order for them to be self self sustaining. You know, for, for, for us to be able to say we want to create jobs, amen, for South Africans, then it, it, it has to be a job that is not a white collar job. It has to be a job, amen, that maybe deals with the issue of manufacturing, but that also deals majorly on the, on, on the creativity of people. So our educational system has to change. The focus has to change. Our, our ideology, amen, of success has to change. Our concept of value, amen, personal values and, 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 and values in terms of homes, family has to change. A lot of things ha- will have to change and this will touch so many areas of our life in terms of, you know, how we socialize, how we interact. Amen. Uh, you know, some of, some of us that are watching me are men of God. We will have to begin to take this message and go to our people and begin to tell them to think outside the box. This is the time for them to use amen, their brain and their hands. There are a lot of things that can be done in this nation, amen, outside the four walls, amen, of government that we have not utilized. There are potentials that we, we need to awake in the heart of people. And these are things that need to speak into the policy because, you see, a government that does not believe in investing, amen, in creativity, that does not believe, amen, in empowering the youths, in empowering, amen, ed- the educational system is a government that is about to fail. So no matter how good we are, no matter how nice and how, you know, good intentions we have, if those, if those ideas and policies are not speaking into the need of the people, is not speaking into how the people can take themselves out of poverty to the place, amen, where they begin to express their capacity and their creativity, nothing is going to happen. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about us creating, amen, our own parliamentary concept of how amen this nation ought to be governed how this nation ought to be led how this nation amen ought to advance we need amen policy certainty but we need vision it takes vision to have policy certainty it takes vision to have amen you know a stable economy it takes vision and vision hallelujah requires that you are disciplined requires amen that you make certain decisions that people are not going to love so, so these are some of the things that we need to pray for. I, I can see that the president has been holding the, the names of those he's going to be choosing, amen, as those that will work with him in his team. 
But guess what? I'm praying that God will touch him even at this hour. That certain names that are there, maybe because of some God knows what some you know political godfather, godmother, God will use them. This is a crisis. We're in a crisis. Our nation is in a crisis, and we need the hand of God, Amen, to move. And when God moves, He looks for people in the land that He can move through. He looks for people in the land that He can walk through. That is what I, we've been reading the scripture, Ezekiel twenty-two. Yes, we're looking looking at Ezekiel twenty-two. God said, "I." Sought for a man to stand. In fact, he said, I sought for a man, amen, to build up the wall, to build up the wall, to build up the wall. And yesterday we were tracking what that what that means. Uh, what does it mean to build up a wall? If, if there's anything this nation re- needs right now, we need we need we need wall builders. There are all kinds of things that have been shattered, that have been pulled down regarding our life, regarding our identity, regarding you know who we are as a people, as a nation that has been shattered. We don't know who we are again. We need we need men and women, we need apostles. And prophet that will begin to roll up their sleeves, amen, and begin to get amen down and begin to build walls because walls are there to protect, walls are there to guide, walls are there to secure, walls are there, hallelujah, to, 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 to prevent us, walls are there, amen, to, to, to define amen, who we are because it's within our world that we're able to define who we are. This is a nation without wall. That's why everybody, every Tom, Dick, and Eric can come in and, and, you know, and give us an idea and give us, you know, God knows what and tell us, okay, you're supposed to be this. Look at our children. They're all crazy. They don't know who they are. All right. Today, they want to be a girl. Tomorrow, they want to be a man. Tomorrow, they want to be something else. They don't know who they are. We need a man, you know, a kind of a lifestyle that will begin to speak into values because it's in value that we begin to understand that, wait a minute, going to work. And doing some menial jobs that what we may call menial jobs is actually dignified. Why do you think the issue of xenophobia is, 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 is so rife in the land? Because there are certain jobs that South Africans right, will not do. They have not been taught that, come on, there's dignity in labor. That it doesn't matter that you can go to somebody's house and wash the person's car. Come on, you can start from there. You can keep the person's, you know, walk the person's dog. You can, you can, you can clean the person's house and you can get paid for it. Even in America, they do that. But you see, we have not built a kind of a culture to say, come, wait a minute, our children, there is dignity in labor. You know, when I was in Johannesburg, Michael will know, I used to say this. Why is it that everybody wants to work in a call center? Every youth, you find them, they want to work in a call center. I say, what, what's, what's this thing about going to work in a call center? If you're not working in call center, you want to work in APSA. Sister Myrtle, I'm sure you remember, I used to say, days going to come, all this call center will be shutting down because there will be technology that will take the job. And I remember I used to saying that everybody wants to work in APSA. They want to work in FMB. They want to work in, you know, NetBank. I say, a day's going to come, technology is going to shut this thing. This is what is happening right now. You're hearing NetBank, you're hearing all these, you know, big companies. They say, no, we, we, are, we, we you know, we, 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 we want to collapse. We want to collapse in the number because those branches they have that people are there now can be done through your phone. I mean, the things you go to a branch to do, you can do through your phone. Come on, wake up. You see, in a, in, in, a, in a society where there is vision, you know, you think ahead, you think ahead. These are things that I've been saying 15 years, 15 years bound, back down the line. I've been talking about the, th- the same very things I'm talking about today. 15 years ago, I was talking about this thing while I was in Johannesburg. If, if we don't wake up and change, you know, the trajectory and change, amen, the value system of our people in the next 10 years, things are going to get worse. It's already happening. So we've got to understand that these are days not to joke 
and unfortunately our churches are not helping because instead of us helping the you know the government in fact the government should be looking up to us when they're looking for direction when they're looking for answer when they're looking for solution they should be saying let's go up to the house to the mountain of the lord's house let's go up Amen. When when there is when there are issues in the land, you know where the the, the the king comes. They look for the prophet. Come on, they look for the prophet. They look for. I mean, they look for the prophet. There are prophets positioned at the king's court to to you know to give clarity, to give direction. People that ought to be influencing, that ought to be speaking. Amen. To towards the policy that shapes a nation, ought to be godly people because they have what godly wisdom. The wisdom of this world is failing. The wisdom of this world is failing. The wisdom of this world is failing, including the wisdom that we have depending on. Whatever wisdom that we've depending on, whatever knowledge, whatever understanding we think we have regarding nation building, regarding you know, you know, the, the economy, regarding amen, moving forward, regarding you know a, a developing capacity is failing. There's a need for reset. There's a need for redirection. There is a need, amen, for recalibration. There's a need, amen, for for a complete, you know, renovation so that we can begin to come up with new innovation for that which, amen, God has ordained us, amen, to, 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 you know, to bring forth. It's my prayer this morning that we will begin to understand that our nation, that our government will begin to understand that, hey, it's a new day. We cannot depend on old policy and we cannot depend I mean, look at what is happening in Rwanda today come on rwanda has become a man you know a, a success story for the african continent rwanda a nation that suffered genocide you know the the, the battle between the utsis and the tutsis you know that you've heard about that rwanda where i mean there is nothing nobody wants to go to rwanda today rwanda has become almost like the mecca of africa why because there is a leadership they understand what it takes to bring a people from their quagmire, to bring a people from pain, to bring a people out of poverty and, and darkness and lack and 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 destruction. I mean, you I mean, look at in a place where the, you've suffered genocide, civil war. How do you begin to you know speak to people? How do you reconcile people together? But there was a there's a man. You know, people may not like some of the taxes and the ways this man is because you see, when we talk about democracy, I keep saying when we talk about democracy, you've got to define democracy within the context of your own nation, of your own society. If you want to bring the democracy that is practiced in France to South Africa, I tell you that king will keep you in poverty in the next two hundred years. Because before France and the Americans and the Europeans got to this point where they got to where they begin to even in that we see what is, we we, see, we saw what happened in France, all right, with the yellow vest, you know, uh, 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 guys. We, we I mean we saw that people revolted. Even when we say, oh, these people they've gotten it. For goodness sake, tell me that nation in in the world today that can say they've perfected the act of governance and and leadership through democracy. Democracy itself is collapsing. It's collapsing. It's iron and clay. That thing will not stand. The stone is coming. There's a shaking. There's a rumbling. God says, I will shake everything that can be shaken. Yes, the wisdom of men will fail. And that's why we need, we need, we need people, amen, who can speak, amen, to those in authority. We need people who can, hey, mister, 
that path is no longer working. That direction, everything is failing. We need people. But you see, that can only happen when you and I begin to pray. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to Rwanda. You see, we've got to understand the days that we live in are desperate days. These are tipping point for our nation. And we cannot afford amen, the next, the, this sixth parliamentary sitting amen, to be another, another you, know, a, 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 you know, game of thrones. You know what I'm talking about? We cannot allow that to be another game of thrones. No, this is not a game. This is about God, amen, wanting to take his place, amen, wanting to rule and have his way. And when God begins to rule in the nation, guess what? There will be peace. There will be justice. There will be tranquility. There will be provision. There will be success, amen. There will be development. There will be education at the top. Most. So never you think that amen, serving God is about going back because that's the worst system. They tell you, oh, this God thing, this God thing. Come on, if you if we will serve God, look at look at David. I'm going to talk about David, and I'm going to talk about his son. In fact, I'm going to be reading the scripture, amen, that Solomon, you know, prayed. When he wants to come into leadership, because this is important, we want to track the spirit, amen, of, of, of men who led their nation and who brought forth, amen, prosperity and deliverance and healing and justice to their land. We want this nation to manifest what God, I mean, God, I, I was saying to the people yesterday, I mean, I was just sleeping in my house in Nigeria, enjoying myself. I was just enjoying myself when a vision, amen, it invaded my life. A young voice saying to me, South Africa needs engineer, South Africa needs engineer, come over to South Africa and I'm like I'm not an engineer but guess what 25 years later am I in South Africa because of a vision that is how desperate amen the things of the spirit are that God amen through a vision can relocate you can position you in a place that you, you don't even want to go because God has a stake God has a plan for the people I'm here because God sent me here I'm not here to play I'm not here to joke I'm not here for people to like me or don't like me I'm not here about being liked I'm here to fulfill a prophetic mandate with a strong governmental apostolic grace and wisdom that's why i'm here that's why you're my friends if you love what what i'm talking about if you see my passion you would journey with me and say we love what this man this guy is authentic i tell you i'm authentic i'm telling you i am authentic i'm not fake I'm not here to for people to maybe oh no 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 I am here because I was sent here and that's why you see I can be comfortable at the corner of my office and declare this word because I know somebody depends on it. I know this nation. I mean, Myrtle, you're watching me. You know, we've been doing this thing right from Johannesburg. This is not something I woke up one morning. And said, oh, no, no. I've been doing this from the day I came to this nation. Because I know that the only way you can take this land, the only way we can take this nation, if we raise a new generation, amen, of visionary leaders, if we raise people, amen, who are not weak, amen, who, who are not bound, amen, by their past, amen, who are not dis, dis, disfigured and, 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 and dysfunctional and are not shattered, amen, by their past. But even in that ashes of the past, we can raise new bricks, hallelujah, to build a nation for God because God wants to do something in this land. God wants to live among his people. And guess what? We've got to break down every wall of petition that have said, no, you're on that side. We're on the west side. You're on the east side. We can meet. No, we can meet because God, hallelujah, is united. Heaven is bringing back, amen, a people. And the only way God will do that is when he start uniting the church and for him to unite the church is God you unite the leaders of the church as long as the church remains divided the leaders are divided the nation is divided the things of the spirit are all interconnected friends I don't have a choice 
I may not like the attitude or the character of certain people, the way they do th- things, but I don't have a choice. I just must find a place of how to unite and connect for one reason. God's prophetic purpose. God's prophetic counsel. You see, I don't just want to talk the talk. I want my life to manifest the reality. You see, it's in the reality. It's, it's in being authentic of what God has said. That the power of God is released. <laughs> the Bible says that while Elijah, Elijah was still praying, the fire came. You see, that's my word. While Elijah was still praying, the fire came. Why? Because his heart was true. His heart was right. His heart was connected to the heartbeat of God. Thank you, Brother Tabo, for joining. His heart was right. So we, 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 we want to go beyond the rhetoric. We want to go beyond words. Hallelujah. We want to give God our heart and say, this is my heart. Use my heart, Lord, as a portal. Use my heart, Lord, as an altar for your fire to fall, for this nation to be reformed. God reforms a nation through the hearts of men, not just through their words. If our heart is not being connected to the intentions of God, to the desires of God, to the passions of God, to the prophetic agenda of God, nothing is going to work no matter what we do. You see, no matter how successful you are on your own, no matter how successful I think I am on my own, if we cannot come to the place of confluence and begin to proclaim the heart and the mind of God together, one shall put a fall a thousand, but two shall put a fall ten thousand. If we cannot do that... Forget it. The enemy will continue to rule by divide and rule. That's what the devil does. He likes the principle of divide and rule. Divide them to rule them. Is that not what apartheid is? Apartheid is still alive in our day. It's still alive within the church. It's still alive among men of God. Come on. <laughs> the, 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 the politics of apartheid might have been dealt with. But the spirit of apartheid is still very much alive. Just look at the parliament. You see how sharply divided they are. I mean, and these are on issues that deals with the destiny of the nation. That deals, I'm not, listen, I understand that every, every, every party, you know, have their own agenda, have their own policy and the way they want things to be run. But when it comes to certain aspects, when it deals with Saturday, we, mu- we, we must become bipartisan. We must come to a place where we can unite. We must, you know. There's this, this guy that will not be coming to parliament. His name is Gaudi something. I can't remember. But my good God, what a brain. What a man. But guess what? His party failed. His party lost. Therefore, this guy is not coming back to parliament. I'm saying to myself, Father, I, I hope and I wish, you know, the ANC can just say, Gaudi, come. We, we, you, that man is a brainer. That man is godly. That man can speak. And, and you can see he's authentic. People like that, you don't want them to go, you know, resign somewhere. No, no, no. You bring them back. You bring them back. If you have to break the rule, break the rule too. Because that is a voice in the parliament. I can't remember his second name, but I know he's Gaudi. I think he was in charge of uh, 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 the ethics community of uh, finance and uh, all these, you know, big companies. I mean, you, you just listen to this man, you can see. But guess what? His party could make it. So he's not coming back to parliament. Why? Why? I break the rule. I bring him back. I get if I'm D, I say, please, can you work for us? If I'm if I'm ANC, I say, please, God, please come. Or give him a post in, in the parliament to over, you know, to, as an oversight to oversee, you know, this this department. You know, they were they were uh, you know I interviewed him yesterday. 
on this new channel that you know that just came on on the tv and i'm listening to this guy and i'm saying my good god these are kind of men south africa we don't want to lose we don't want to lose this man we don't want to lose this man 14 years he's been there yes he can be there for the next 30 years as long as he's got the heart he's got the passion he's got the compassion he said we're fighting for our people listen to this do you know how many billions of around this guy have, have, have prevented from being looted Come on, brethren. Whatever spirit this guy is walking with, I know it's the spirit of God. I can see God in that guy's life. But what I'm saying is, if we go back to, you know, I, I was talking about Rwanda. Rwanda today has become, amen, a template for building nation. In fact, in Africa, in the continent of Africa. Rwanda has become, amen, a voice. No wonder the man, when the man speaks, you see our, our African president, they're all just like this. They, they listen to him. He, he doesn't care. He tells them the truth. Stop being a puppet. It's time to rise up. The destiny of your people are at stake. In the day where, amen, we're talking about, you know, the fought, you know, the fought in, I mean, in fact, there's a, com I can't remember what, maybe it's China. China is, no, no, not China. I think it's Japan. Ch Japan is already talking about the fifth industrial revolution. The fifth one. <laughs> we're still coming to the fourth and, and in, in the day we're talking about fourth industrial revolution, some of our students and our pupils don't even know what a computer is. They can't handle a computer. I mean, schools today, school today, I mean, they, they don't know what, you know, and, you know, a QR and all these little, you know, things are. There are things that need to be fixed. And you start fixing things from two realms. From the position of leadership up there. And from the grassroots position. And then you meet halfway. <laughs> you see. That is how leadership and governance work. If you have good leadership. But you have bad governance. Nothing works. Governance cannot be effective without good leadership. And good leadership cannot be effective without governance. So as this six parliamentary you know, uh, uh, sitting begins to set. We want to set the order in the spirit, friends. We want to set the order in the spirit. We want to establish a governmental atmosphere. We want to establish amen, an order over the parliament. Because you see, whatever law they pass in there is going to affect you. It's going to affect me. It's going to affect amen, how you buy you know, the next bread. How you buy the next tomato. Amen, it's going to affect how you pay amen, your child's school fees. So we have to be able to rise up and take the bull by the horn. This is a new difference. We cannot afford to be quiet. You have a stake in this. I have a stake in this. We cannot afford to fold our hands and let blind people and let people amen, who were pushed there because you know they, they, they know how to speak and they know how to make noise and they know how to lie to the people amen, to, to, to define the destiny of a nation. No, it's not going to happen. No, not on my watch and not on your watch. We have to pray and Push and realign things in the spirit. You see, it is God that sets prince and kings in place. And it is God that removes them. That's what Daniel told us. Don't you understand? That kings are puppets in the hand of God. Princes are puppets in the hand of God. They don't have the final say. They don't have the final say. If you can pray, if we can pray and align ourselves with the heart of God. Guess what? God can awaken somebody in the night and say it's over leave and God can bring somebody else and say you take take the post take the place it's God it's God 
the problem is we have reduced our understanding we have a very low shallow understanding amen of the sovereign nature of god particularly over nations he is the one in charge is in control he's still seated hallelujah high above is the god who sits above upon the waters he rules he rules he rules over the affairs of men <laughs> ask of me and i will give you the nations for your inheritance the uttermost part of the earth south africa is mine is mine to give to god at the platter of gold here's the nation sir this is what we are asking God for. That we will present this land to God and say, Here is the treasure that you died for. Here's a nation for you. So we've got to change our vision. We've got to change our perception. We've got to change how we hear. Let's not focus, amen, on the pain of the past. Let's create a new pain that will push us into the future. Listen to what I've said. Let's not focus on the pain of the past. Let's create a new pain in the place of intercession. Because when you begin to pray, you begin to feel the pain. Yes, it's like a woman traveling. Yes, you travel until there's a bringing forth. For we know not how to pray. But the Spirit prays through us with groanings, with groanings that cannot be uttered by human words. Because it's pain. You're bathing something. You're bathing the land. God, change the trajectory of this nation. Change the focus of this nation. And as they're trying to push it to one direction, no, you're praying and you're pushing it and align it, aligning the thing to the divine order of God. If God can find somebody who can pray, he can move on behalf of the land. A house is built by wisdom. Wisdom is going to build this house called South Africa, friends. I have no doubt about it. Wisdom is going to build this house. Let's read the scripture. Thank you everyone for joining me this morning. Ah, I'm so passionate about this nation, I tell you. I left everything, everything, everything that ever defined my life. Family, ministry, friends, I left them all behind to answer a call. I'm here because I was sent here. And I'm doing the, the bidding, the work my father has sent me to do. My first call is to pray for this nation. My most, my, my most and the most important aspect of my mission over this nation is to be an intercessor. Not just to stand on the wall, but to rebuild the wall. Prophets are builders. And it's time for the prophets to arise and build. We build the broken walls and the burn gates. Listen to the word of God. Proverbs chapter 8. Does not wisdom call out? Does not wisdom call out? This is the voice of wisdom calling. When, we, when wisdom begins to call out, my good God, only the foolish will shun the voice of wisdom. When wisdom calls, you better position yourself to listen. Because he's going to be telling you things that you need to know. Things you need to understand. Things that will inform your actions and your decisions. 
And this is what we're proclaiming this day, that as wisdom begins to call out over this land, over this nation, over the sixth parliamentary sitting, hey, that somebody will begin to listen. Regardless of which party they came from, that they will begin to align their hearts. Come, Boshayadababa. Lebron, no sadabayanda. Yes. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise a voice? This is not the day for understanding to be shut down. No. This is not the time to shut down the voice of wisdom. This is the time to megafule the voice of wisdom. This is the time to megafule the voice of understanding. We want the voice of wisdom and understanding like that of Godi in the parliament to be heard. Not one voice that are true to the will of God, to the counsel of God in terms of building and restoring and reforming this nation will be shut down. We refuse that spirit in the name of Jesus and we refuse psychophants. Amen. To take seat in parliament to define the destiny of this nation. No, we refuse corrupt people. Hallelujah. To define the destiny of this nation. No, we refuse perverted, ungodly, amen. You know, people to take place, to take their seat in the parliament. We refuse it. We refuse it. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we're declaring, amen, that every agenda that is contrary to the intentions of God for this land, that is contrary to the will of God, we refuse every spirit of mediocrity, mediocrity, every spirit, amen, of of nonchalant attitude, every spirit of irresponsibility, every spirit that would not submit to accountability, every spirit that would not yield, amen, to faithfulness and commitment and sacrifice, we refuse it. We want people that will rule and and guide and and direct this nation in equity, in justice, amen, in integrity, integrity, amen, will speak on behalf of these coming leaders. If they are not people of integrity, even if they are sworn in, guess what? They shall be removed. They will do things. Occasion will bring them to a place where they will be exposed. It's high time. We can no longer continue and continue and continue roaming the same mountain of going nowhere. No, it's a new day to advance. This nation is advancing. This nation is advancing. This nation is taking our place. This nation will become that which heaven Come on, as we see God move in Rwanda, we want God to move in this nation. You see, a man with a vision will see from all realms. A leader with a vision will see the realms of his of his authority. Nothing catches him unawares. You hear things happen in this nation. People that oh. I wasn't aware of that. I'm not aware of that. I mean, you, 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 you listen to the chick of it. A man of God. Uh, excuse me, not a man of God. One of the. I don't know if he's an embassy or of God knows where, or somewhere. I'm not even sure if he's, if he's in the Eastern Cape or somewhere. And he came on earth, telling, telling the people, "Well, we gave the children new toilets. See how excited they are." I'm like, God. You gave the the, the school new toilets. And you have the audacity to come on national TV to say that. You should be fired. You should be fired for doing that. But you say that is what they call achievement. Come on. Is politics about building new roads? Maintaining roads? Or we gave them pipe on waters? Is, are this not supposed to be Amen. The general uh, 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 right of everybody. These are what you know. You know, in the millennial uh, 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 
you know, policy. This, that is a right. In fact, today, I, I was told a few days ago I, while I was listening, you know, they said internet, in, internet connectivity is a human right. <laughs> internet connectivity. So, so if, if you're living in an area where there are no internet connect, you know, connectivity, that is an error. That is a crime. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise a voice? Understanding is raising a voice. So when understanding begins to come, we will not just look at things from one perspective and 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 define, you know, from that singular perspective. Understanding allow us to look at every other thing and align them into the decisions we make. You see, as we're dealing with this nation, we're also dealing with our own personal life because we are the nation. We are the nation. We are the extension of this nation. We are the voice of this nation. You see, I'm including myself as part of this nation because indeed, if you're sent to a place, you become part of the people. When I speak on behalf of South Africa, I speak as one in South Africa. I don't speak as one who comes from somewhere. No, I'm part of this nation. If anything happens tomorrow, God, God forbid I die. I'm, I, I'm dead here. That's it. My life is here for now until God says otherwise. So when I speak, nobody should see and say, this guy is because he's a foreigner. That, nah, nah, if, you say, if, you, if, if, if what you're seeing is a foreigner, if what you're seeing is a Nigerian, then you don't understand the things of the spirit. Because you can be born somewhere, but your destiny is connected, linked to somewhere else. There's a man called Paul Elton in Nigeria. I think he's from America, if I'm not mistaken. And he's been in, in, in Nigeria. I mean, obviously, he's late now. But he, this man lived in Nigeria all his life. He was sent as a missionary to Nigeria. And not he wasn't even staying in Lagos. He wasn't staying in the nice city. Somewhere, you know, at one of those rural cities. And it's from there this man was touching. Many of the leaders who rise up in Nigeria, who became a voice, they all passed through this man called Paul Elton. So when God sends you into a place, you become part of the place and you become a solution to the people. I will never be a problem to this nation. I will never allow somebody, you know, to drag me down and and and, and, and put me into the narrative of, you know, these foreigners. You know, no, I don't do that. When I talk about xenophobia, I don't look at it from one narrative. No, it's Nigeria against South Africa, South Africa against Zimbabwe. No, I don't. I look at it from the dimensions of the things of the spirit. And once we have an understanding, you see, we can be deployed into nations. The reason why today people are not being deployed into nations is because people don't, do not have an understanding of, of, you know, of, of the intentions of God, of the ways God deals with nations. And that's a problem that we need to solve, particularly men of God that are watching me. We need to begin to raise a man competent new 21st century amen new you know missionaries that can go into nations and we know how to live life and function amen within nations we need we need we need we need that because if you say god is moving in nations god will have to deploy people you know back then we send missionaries today we're deploying amen 21st century corporate men and women who have an understanding of the times and the season all right 
We may call them missionaries because they are saints But these are apostolic people These are people that have been branded by the spirit Going to represent Not just one church represent, Representing the eternal counsel of God Representing the order of God Representing the mind of God Representing the will of God That is what we are looking for That is what we want to see That is the kind of men we need to begin to deploy into the field South Africa is a field and This field is ripe but we need people that are wise to separate the sharp from the wheat. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understand the raise a voice? On the height along the way, where the path meets, she takes a stand. This is the structure of the kind of leaders we want. Leaders that are born by the spirit of wisdom. The Bible says Jesus has become to us, amen, wisdom, righteousness, and justice. Jesus has become to us wisdom. Listen to this. Wisdom takes a place on the height along the way. Why? Wisdom must be positioned, amen, in the place where wisdom can see the issue, you know, in the valley. So this is what we're praying for. That as these people, Take their place. Take their seat this morning. That we want this kind of structure. This is the structure we want from them. We want a structure that they will align with the wisdom of God. Because somebody is praying. Hallelujah. You see. While the job of the president is very crucial. Very important. In defining vision and directions for the nation. But guess what? These guys who sit in the parliament. They are the ones who finalize policies. That affect you and I. So this is critical. This is critical. There are things that needs to be done regarding this nation. There are there are there are there are there are areas that needs to be urgently looked into. You say the issues of land, it's one. And they've politicized it, unfortunately. But beyond that, the issues of opportunities. The issues of creativity, the issues of you know uh, having access, all right, to 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 you know to materials, to to resource, to capacity. The issues of raising the bar of quality of education, skill. These are things we need to be talking about. The issues that deals with you know justice, justice. See, we've got to we've got to be able to understand this thing. The issues, amen, that deals with governance, amen, in the local government that affect the lives of ordinary people. The issues of energy. These are powerful issues because I mean, in a in a day where you 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 buy you buy hundred rand, you know, uh, um, electricity, and you're given seventy units, thirty units is gone somewhere. That's injustice. That is injustice. You see, there's so many things. I mean, sometimes, excuse me, some some ago somebody was saying, "Oh, this uh, four, you know, four tomato now cost about 12, 12, 12, 12 rand." You like four tomato? Don't we plant tomato in South Africa? <laughs> the issues of you know food security. Come on, friends. You see, because these people up there who sit, 
you know, to, to, to deliberate and to talk about, you know, what's going on in terms of, they don't really know what is going on, you know, down there where the, 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 the you know, the, the rubber meets the rope. They don't know. They don't feel the pain. They still go home with their 80,000 rand if, or more in a, in a month. But there are people, there are mothers, there are families that can't feed themselves. They can't feed themselves. There are, there, are, there are families that can't send their children to school because there's no money, you know, for transportation. You say, oh, well, the school is given to them. They don't even have money for transportation. They don't have food in, in the house to give to the children to eat in the morning. They're lacking behind. I'm talking about policy certainty. You've got to have a heart of compassion for you to stand and say, we will do what is right. Not for politics, not for our party, but for the people. These are things we need to look at. When, when people no longer have compassion, you see, leadership becomes abuse. When people no longer have compassion, leadership becomes a weapon. Hallelujah. On the height along the way, where the path meets, she take a stand. There is a place that wisdom wants to be positioned where the path meets. Where, where, where is the place that the path meets? This speaks into all kinds of dynamics that relates to, you know, the economy, that relates to leadership, that relates to information, that relates to, you know, trade, that relates to governance. I mean, you, we, I can begin to unpack this thing. I mean, I've been talking about this for years. But if we apply this this morning to the quality of people that will take their stand and take that oath, that there will be people, amen, who are positioned where the path meets. So nothing, nothing, nothing misses them. They know what to say. They know how to say it because they've looked at things from the two realms. They've seen things from the two angles. Hallelujah. So when they pass judgment, when they make decisions, amen, when they speak on behalf of, amen, you know, policies and governance, then they are saying the right thing. They're doing the right thing. Hallelujah. On the height along the way, where the path meets, wisdom takes a stand beside the gate Beside the gate leading into the city. Can you see? This is very governmental. Beside the gates leading into the city. These people have sight. They understand what, what is coming. They understand that their decision amen, will define what comes into the gate. What comes into the city through the gate. And they have positioned themselves as the gate because the gate, amen, is the place of decision making. The gate is the place of leadership. The gate is the place of governance. The, pl- the gate is the place of security. The gate is the place of economic flow. The gate is the place, amen, where you decide and determine, hallelujah, what will happen in the city. So they are positioned there. They're not just talking about it. They are positioned at the gate, at the city gate. And they, are, they have the eyes to see. No, we cannot allow this into our nation. No, that is a wrong policy. That is not, that is not going to help our people. No, that is not going to help our children. No, that is not going to help you know, the university. No, that is not going to help the professors. No, that is not going to help the, you know, the leaders. We need that. You see, you see, and the church also need this. 
I was listening to news yesterday. They said they were still talking about. In fact, I like to watch this, you know, parliamentary channel. I like because you see, if you if you if you're gonna be praying for a nation, you've got to know what is happening in the nation. So one of my favorite channel, right, you know, is the parliamentary channel. And yesterday again, they were talking about you know this issue of what what is SABC doing in terms of you know these fake pastors and all these fake prophets and you know, and I'm like, God, just help me here, because what. You can even see the people asking, the people sitting, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, at the um, at the inquiry, you know, um, sitting. They themselves don't even know the kind of question they should ask, and the person answering, you know, just talking surface, the same thing everybody is talking about. And I'm saying, my good God, people are not seeing things here, and that is because we've not we've not really have you know you know a a, a, a structure. That can define doctrine because, that, in fact, all they're talking about is, uh, uh, yes, the, the the church needs you know a kind of a body, all right, that will be able to you know define who is correct, who is not correct, who is right, who is not right. And I'm saying to myself, good, I mean, don't you understand all these things, guys? You, you guys are talking about can be faked. Somebody can have all the you know qualification in terms of paper, but does that make the person qualified to speak? Does that mean if if I mean if I go to university right now and get a qualification of you know doctorate in terms of maybe in 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 in, in, in theology or God knows what or in philosophy or, and all this and you look at all those papers and you say well yes 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 yeah this guy is qualified and I join the body and the body says so from what we've seen you you qualify does that make my heart right to represent the things of God because they're not looking at that. This is an issue of our heart. It's not the issue of qualification. What qualifies us, amen, is the authenticity, the one, the approval of God, the call of God, amen, and the grace of God, amen, within the life of a person that can go out there, amen, and begin to manifest the character value. So what we should be looking for is these things this man is saying, does it align to the character value of Christ? Does it, does it reflect, amen, the standard of truth? Does it reflect, amen, the, the framework of apostolic culture? We need men of God, amen, all the leaders watching me, come up with some good framework, amen, paperwork that you can present to the parliament in terms of, amen, what needs to be done in measuring a true servant of God from a fake one. We need that because if you don't have that, guess what? Another group that are perverted that are ungodly because they are so brilliant because they you know they've got all god knows what they will hijack this process before you know it in the next 10 20 years down the line we will be regretting that we did not do what we need to do so wake up guys let's begin to do what needs to be done because listen they're saying that they don't want to regulate the church they don't want to regulate the church but they need to regulate amen the structure and the framework that defines this kind of quality of men that are coming amen to impoverish the people to take advantage of the people and a hundred in fact 120 percent support the government this is becoming in fact this has gone beyond another jim jones you know what happened in the ghana tragedy in america jim jones the man killed everybody in the church. Everybody drank poison. Are people not drinking all kinds of things today? I heard one happen in Zambia. You know, where was it two weeks ago? Some, I mean, where this guy gave people in the church to, to drink, you know, jig, jig bleach. Come on. What's wrong with us? 
And I'm saying the reason why all this thing is happening is because the prophetic activities of God over this nation, my good God, is rife. The, 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 the strong hand of God. And so the enemy knows that. The enemy is positioning his own. That's what the devil does. Every time, you see, when God speaks that he wants to do something in the nation, there is a broadcast. If you can pick it and you begin to run with it, especially people who start making noise about it, the devil also hears it. Did you hear that? God wants to move in South Africa. Guys, deploy your guys there. <laughs> <laughs> Deploy your men there. But you see, we've got to have people at the gate. That when these people are coming, we say, No, you cannot come in. No, you cannot do this. No, you cannot take advantage of the people. No, you cannot rob the people. No, you're a thief. Amen. You're a robber. You don't serve God. You don't represent God. We have, we need men of God who can stand up with boldness, with boldness, with courage, with understanding. You see, but if you're afraid of what the little thing you're building, Ah, if I stop saying this thing now, it's going to affect my church. It's going to affect my people. Uh, you see, it means you're not building right. Because your prophetic apostolic grace, amen, is to guard the nations, to guard the city, not to guard your little church. Because at the end of the day, whatever impacts the city, the community, is coming for your church. Beside the gates leading into the city. At the entrance, she cries aloud. Wisdom is crying aloud. At the entrance of the gate, what is the cry of wisdom? To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. Father, may these people gain prudence. May they gain wisdom. May they gain understanding. May they hear the voice. And the cry of wisdom this morning. Lord, as you begin to prepare your servant, Cyril Ramaphosa, wherever he is this morning. We pray for him. That he will look at those lists again. And he will see what is at stake here. He will make the right decision. And sometimes that takes courage. To say no. When everybody in the party says yes. Put the people first before the party. Zuma made a stupid, a foolish statement. He said no, the party comes before the people. That was the most stupid, the most foolish. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm using this language. But that is a statement that. That the people now made the party. Century down the line, it's the opposite. May we not have a repeat of the Zuma era in this new day. I mean, if there's anything Zuma did that was right, I mean, and I, I still thank God for, for Zuma's life in terms of that, was to choose the Justice Minister Mokwen Mokwen. He never knew what he was doing. <laughs> That was a setup, I believe, because that's a that's a complete different man. I'm sure if Zuma knew the kind of a heart of a man he was choosing, he would never have chosen a my justice minister Mokwen Mokwen. No. But thank God he did. You see, in the foolishness of men, the wisdom of God is revealed. Maybe he thought he was choosing somebody he could put in his pocket. I don't want to personalize this, but that's just the reality. Sometimes a leader must have the boldness to, to speak and say, I'm talking about you. 
Justice Minister Mokwen Mokwen is a gift to our nation, is a gift to South Africa, to the continent of Africa, and to this generation. Because he's a man of truth. He's a man of truth. By the gates leading into the city, at the entrance she cries out, To you, O men, I call out, I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. This is our cry. That those who are foolish will be there. They will gain understanding. Because understanding is what allows us to make the right decision in life. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. That they will open their mouth to speak what is right. Because wisdom, hallelujah, has captured their heart. Because wisdom has defined, amen, their value system. This is what we are praying for. I open my, my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speak what is true. They will speak what is true. They will declare truth. They will declare truth. They will speak what is truth. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speak what is true. That they will not speak what their, what their constituents want them to speak. They will not speak what their party wants them to speak. They will not speak what you know they, they, they have planned in their own agenda. No. They will speak what is true. They will speak what is true. You see, when we, when we have people that have the boldness and the courage to speak what is true, what is true? You see, the battle for our day is the battle of truth. Is the battle of truth. Truth is an issue today in the nations of the world. Society don't live, don't want truth. Even government don't want truth today. Truth, they say, truth, truth has shades, shades of gray. No, no, truth is pure white. Truth. When you speak truth, is truth. When you speak truth, people don't like you. They like you to speak, you know, on the gray side. You know, and gray has all kinds of shades. Now, you want to speak, but, but you can't speak because you don't want to offend people. But we want to pray that these people, amen. Like I said, if, I mean, if you listen to that man, Godi, I mean, he speak the truth. He speak the truth. He speak the truth. And I can assure because he speaks the truth, that's why, you know, his party obviously did not win. Because sometimes when you speak truth, it's like you're losing. When you speak truth, it's like, oh, I'm going backwards. <laughs> but guess what? Guess what? Wisdom. When you have wisdom in you, you will speak truth. And you will speak with understanding. You will speak in a language that everybody, amen, can understand. You will speak in a way, amen, that everybody can relate to. Hallelujah. Wisdom, Bible says wisdom. For I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speak what is truth. Amen. I speak what is right. We should know what is right from what is wrong. We want a parliamentary sitting that can declare and proclaim what is right from what is wrong. Amen. Not saying, well, we've got the best you know, uh, 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 constitution in the world. Meaning that everybody, amen, can do whatever they want to do. Is that, does that mean what is right? Is that the definition of what is right or what is, what is true? No, no. We want a, man, a dimension where we can say, that's wrong, that is right. Because you see, if you can't do that, then our children will have no sense of value. 
Have you noticed that the children that are growing up today, they don't have a sense of value. They don't know. They don't know what is right. Amen. They don't know what respect is. They don't know what honesty is. These are things that I'm teaching my own children in my own house. You've got to train and teach your children. Amen. Your community. Sometimes, you know, I see children around. They do. I mean, come on. What's going on, South Africa? In a nation where we've got 12-year-olds smoking and they don't hide it. 10-year-old, they're smoking. I mean, sometimes you walk to one of these puzzle shops and you see, you see young children, 12, 13. They're smoking, smoking, smoking. It's like it's open. Nobody cares. This is what I was saying in the beginning. That where are we going as a nation? Who defines, amen, for us, the destiny, amen, the vision of this nation? Where are we going? Listen to this. It is not the mineral resource that defines, amen, the wealth of our land. It is the mind of our children, the mind of our people that defines the wealth of this nation. The wealth of this nation, amen, is not buried in the ground. It's buried in the hearts of men. It's buried in the hearts, amen, of the young and the youths, amen, and the millennials. If we cannot begin to, hallelujah, excavate and call out and mine, amen, those treasure in the next God knows how many decades this nation will be gone. That's the truth. That's the truth. We don't want to, hallelujah, neglect the values, the treasures God has placed in the heart of our children, amen, just to be mining golds and and diamonds and, 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 and platinums. Those are good. But those must be resourcing that which is in the heart of men. If we cannot do that, then we're failed. Then our government have failed. If our money, if our wealth, amen, is not en- en- enhancing and, and empowering in terms of value, in terms of culture, in terms of truth, in terms of what is right. If, it's, if, 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 if we're not doing that, guess what? We have failed. Today we've got a European nation. We've got a European nation, amen, where they've got all the money. They've got everything they need. But guess what? Children are hanging themselves. They're committing suicide like, you know, flies are dying. Look at what happened in, you remember during the ISIS, 80% of the children, or excuse me, of the youths that joined ISIS were from Europe. Because nobody gave them value. They have nothing to live for. Some of the people that joined ISIS to go join this terrorist group, some of them were, you know, uh, 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 medicine students. Some of them were lawyers. In fact, I did a write-up on that. What I mean, what a tra- what a tragedy! So, if a lawyer, if somebody that is going to be studying for law, you're going to be coming out to become a doctor, a, lo- a lawyer, to become an engineer, you're leaving that to go join ISIS. Something speaks into the value of the nation. We need to learn from things like that. In a society where we don't invest in the mind of our children, of our youths. Is a society that is dying. This is a day to be awakened. Eighty percent of those people that went to join ISIS, they were from Europe. Some from France, United Kingdom. I thought we've got it all covered up. No, it doesn't work that way. You see, this is where leadership comes in. What message are we passing? What message? I mean, if there is any 
disconnected society today in South Africa are the youths. They are disconnected. They are completely... It's like they don't exist. They say they want free education. You jail their leaders. Come on. For asking for free education. You jail them. And it's not like this nation cannot afford it. Let's not kid ourselves. You see, that is a battle because you're, you, you're fighting something for the future. These children are not asking for anything. They say, no, we want, to, we want to study, but we need you to take the burden of us. Of us. That's all we're asking for. That is why I was saying in the beginning, if we don't have a clear-cut vision that defines our identity as a nation, where are we going? In the next 20 years, 30 years, what do we want people to say about us? How do we want people to see us? Because if, if it's all about just having a good economy, my good God, then we've missed it big time. Because listen to this. What informs a stable, progressive economic, economy? All right, It's not even the concept of trade. It's a concept first of the culture that we have injected, that we have built, that we imparted into society. Because you cannot be talking about, oh, we want the economy. We, we want a you know, strong economy. While the, what is coming in, the dividends of that economy is only going into, into the pockets of few. While the entire nation are impoverished. Come on, that's not a future you want to build. That's not a future we want to build. So even if we talk about the concept of capitalism, and I know that's something here in South Africa. Oh no, we're not a capitalist nation. We're a socialist nation. Who says? <laughs> Who says the capitalism and socialism, amen, are, are, you know, are, you know, are, are two ends of the world? Who says that they cannot meet? This is a day where God is redefining, amen, the value system of, 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 of governance, of leadership. Even in terms of you know uh, uh, the, the the economy we've got to understand right now amen that heaven is saying why don't you begin to look at how what what works for you what works for you what is working for you how do you get this economy amen you know work for everybody what do you do what kind of a people are you dealing with what kind of you know manpower do you have what kind of lab, you know laborers do you have how do you how do you empower them how do you build them up so that they can have self-dignity. That's the problem. People in this nation do not have self-dignity. Self, self except for those who are high up there. And even their dignity is, is informed amen, by what they see in the West. By what they see in Europe. And that's why you still find that at the end of the day they commit suicide. We've got to define amen, a lot of things about this nation. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Verse 6. Proverbs 8. Verse 6 says, listen, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. The lips of this man must detest wickedness. Wickedness is to say that which is wrong and proclaim it as right. Wickedness, amen, is to pervert justice. Wickedness is to see justice and turn your face away. That's wickedness. Hallelujah. My, my mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. 
all the words of my mouth are just. This is what we're praying for. This is what we want to see in this sixth parliamentary sitting. This is the quality we want to see operate in the life of this man. Amen. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. When we begin to have this kind of people, then we can begin to say that we are developing. We're a developing nation. Because we don't just de- develop, amen, in, in, in policy certainty. We develop in the quality of the heart that informs the policy. Because at the end of the day, it is the state of the heart that implements, that, that, that fast track, amen, that makes sure that that which has been written down becomes fulfilled. Me, this nation, you've heard it, they've said it, we've got nice policy, nice policy. Why are the policies not being implemented? Because when you implement those policies, guess what? Somebody is not gonna be getting rich like they used to get to get you know, get somebody you know is gonna be you know put to stop. And I thank God that you know the government, at least the, the president is uh, is awakening in you know, the scorpion, you know, uh, 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 um squad again. I like that. I like that. Let me read the scripture, then I'm going to pray. This is Psalm, Psalm 2. Listen to this beautiful Psalm. Give the king your judgment, O God. This is, this is the prayer of Solomon. When he's about to take the position of leadership. It says, give the king your judgments. Oh God, what is the what is the judgment of the king? What is the judgment of God? Judgment is the capacity to discern what is right from what is wrong. Solomon says, I need you to give me your judgment. And you know what happened. You know with the story of, you know, two women come claiming, you know, the same child. Solomon was a man of wisdom because he asked. Remember, God came to him and said, Solomon, what do you want? Ask anything, I'll give it to you. He said, well, what can I ask for? Lord, I want wisdom and understanding. This is what I'm praying for, God. That you will give our leaders, these parliamentary guys, you will give them wisdom and understanding. That you will give Cyril Ramaphosa wisdom and understanding. His minister, his cabinet, you will give them wisdom and understanding. The heart of truth, the heart of justice and equity. Solomon prayed, give the king, your judgments. God, it's your judgment that I want. Because if I can judge through your eyes, if I can see through your eyes, then it will be righteous. Then it will be a just judgment. Because things sometimes can look very complex. I mean, in a nation like South Africa, I mean, things are very, everything you deal with in this nation is complex because they have different kinds of, even the, even the colors have different shades of colors. <laughs> It is the issues of, you know, who are the first settlers, all right? And you're dealing with the, 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 the and you're the sand and the quaisons, then you're dealing with, uh, 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 you know, the, the black race, then you're dealing with the colors, then you're dealing with the Indians, then you're dealing with the, you know, you know, with the whites, and then you're dealing with everything in between, then you're dealing with, you know, the, the foreign nationals, okay, from different countries. I mean, and all these things, everybody. In, in, so you need a government that is where resource, amen, with, with God's judgment, with wisdom, with knowledge and understanding. You, you don't need a government that is biased. You don't need a judgment that only sits through one eyes, amen. This nation needs a kind of, a, you know, a, 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 you know, a leadership that's got capacity to see from all dimensions. So that whatever you do, amen, 
is speaking to the, the, the direction. And that, that brings me to the point that I was making in the beginning. That you see, we need a vision. We need a corporate vision. Because you see, that is that corporate vision that binds every sector, every area of the nation together. If we don't do that, guess what? The colored will be hijacking their own agenda. Then the whites will be talking about their own. Then the Indians and then the whites. And everybody is pulling and pulling. At the end of the day, nothing gets to work. It's that that spirit of divide and rule. That's still the same spirit of divide and rule. This nation must become one. There is unity in diversity. We've got to define that diversity in the culture of the vision that defines where we're going. Give the king your judgment, O God, and your, and your righteousness to your king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness. He will judge your people with righteousness. Listen to this. And your poor with justice. Your people. Your poor. This is, this is the concept. Listen. Listen. Did Solomon recognized that these are God's people. These are God's people. They are not my people. So I want to judge your people with righteousness. Your poor people with justice. Even the poor people in the land belongs to God. The mountains will bring peace to the people. And the little hills by, and the little hills by righteousness, he will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will give, he will, excuse me, he will save. He will save the children of the needy. And will break in, in pieces their oppressors. This is what we want. A system of government that can break the back of the oppressors. Can break the hold of the oppressors. Amen. That the mountain will bring peace to the people. And, and, the, and the little hills. Righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of their it will, change, it will save the children of the of their needy. Verse 5 says, They shall fear you as long as the sun and the moon endures. What a dimension of life. That we want to create a sense of righteousness where the people, where the people of the land will fear God. Amen. As 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 the sun and the moon endures. In other words, they will do it for eternity. Throughout all generation, it shall come down like a rain upon the grass before the before the morning, like showers that waters the earth verse 7 says listen to this verse 7 of of uh, psalm 72 in his day in his days the right the righteous shall flourish in the days of this man in the days of this leadership in the days of this governance the bible says the righteous shall flourish not the wicked not the injustice amen of men not the crooked ones amen not the pervert ones come on In his days, the righteous shall flourish. An abundance of peace until the moon is no more. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river and from the river to the ends of the earth. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him and his enemy will lick the dust. The kings of Tashish and of the isles will bring presents. The king of Sheba and Sibia will offer gifts. 
Yes, all the kings shall fall down before him and all nations shall serve him. Father, this is what we're proclaiming this morning. This is what we're declaring today. That your name will be hallowed in this nation. That in this sixth parliamentary sitting, oh God, we're asking you that we will have a people who have understanding of what is at stake in this nation. That this will not just be another parliamentary sitting. That whatever agenda that they have, that they're already planning, if it's contrary to that which you have eternally desired and designed for this nation, it will not stand. You say we shall decree a thing and it shall be established. This is what we are decreeing. We are decreeing that in this nation there will be equity, there will be peace, there will be justice, there will be abundance. Lord, that there will be, there will be, there will be a flourishing, yes, of, of prosperity in the land that the people once again, oh God, will be, will be raised up to that point, to that place that you have ordained and designed them, oh God. It's what we are asking for. That you will give us men and women with a heart of true leadership, with a heart of true governance, a heart of integrity. A heart that will serve the people and not just serve themselves. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will speak in the name of Jesus to this to this men and women, oh God, who would take the oath of office today. That they will see that they have been positioned and set in place for such a time as this. That their leadership will bring peace to the land, will bring hope to the people will awaken truth justice and equity we pray for the institutions of this nation starting from the parliament the Lord you're doing a new thing and it's springing forth and you'll be glorified yes yes that the policy of pride will no longer have a place in this nation that the policy of arrogance, the policy that say no, we don't want to learn from other African countries because we seem to have what they don't have. What you don't have is the experience those people have. That's what you need. So Father, we pray that there will be a policy that will open this nation to those almighty God who are resource, who can lift up, who can help to rebuild. Yes, when the, when, when the temple was to be built in, in Israel, resources came from different parts of the world. Woods came from the best parts of the world. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. As you begin to see to the rebuilding of this nation, you will begin to awaken the hearts of our leaders. And they will go to places like Rwanda and the other nations, even in Nigeria, where people have succeeded. How do you make it? How did you do with it? How, do you, how were you able to raise a capacity of your youths? How, do you, how were you able to raise youths who are self-dependent, who are creative, who have the ability to, to go into other nations and do what they need to do without fear, without turning back? Father, we want such in this nation of South Africa that our youths will not just be back dwellers backyard dwellers that even after they've been empowered they've been graced that they still want to stay in their father's house 
It's, 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 it shows that they are afraid to break away from their mother's cord. We pray in the name of Jesus that this kind of spirit and attitude will, will come to an end in South Africa. Lord, that when these youth are being empowered and being graced and being resourced, that they will go out there and start their own home. It's a, it's a principle that we're, we're establishing here. We declare in the name of Jesus that, that grace, that spirit that says you're a go-getter. You have the capacity for breakthrough. But they will not just be comfortable in the confines of the backyards of their parents. But they will go out there, go into the nations, will break barriers, break walls, go beyond, yes, the rivers and the streams and the Mediterraneans, Mediterraneans, oh God, and, and take that which they need to take. We pray in Jesus' name that a new day will dawn upon this nation, upon this land. A new sense of ability and capacity. Yes, a new sense of, of reaching out. Yes, Lord. A new sense of breaking out. A new sense of going out. A new sense of claiming. A new sense of possession. A new sense of capacity development. A new sense, oh God, of awakening in the name of Jesus. That the youth are the destiny and the future of this nation. The millennials, we pray that, Lord, they will not sit back. Well, Lord, they will begin to think outside the box. They will begin to connect. They will begin to interconnect. They will begin to interconnect, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let the walls that have tried to keep them, keep them back, keep them down, begin to collapse as we build a wall of security and love and truth and equity and justice in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. This day, oh God, let wisdom begin to cry out, oh God. Let understanding raise a voice in the heart of these people at, at the height where the path meets, oh God. Let wisdom take a place. Let there be a proclamation and a declaration that Christ is ruling and reigning through the hearts of this man that will be sitting to administer, yes, justice and equity and policy that will shape and define the next dimension of this nation. Father, we honor you. We thank you, Lord, because we can see your hand at work. Thank you, Lord, that you will, that you will continue to walk in the heart of the justice minister and the president of oh God and the rest of them, Almighty God, who sits, oh God, in the in the justice uh, uh, clusters father we pray for them we pray in jesus name for all the ministers every ministerial department that somebody will be yes taking over we pray in jesus name that they will understand what is required and what is needed in terms of value in terms of structure in terms of in terms of quality of of culture of leadership father we thank you we honor you one, one of the things we're also praying for father is that there will be a collapse of this ministerial portfolios there are too many of them because it affects the income the money of this nation so we pray in jesus name grant the president grace to streamline to collapse this bogus department so god you have a minister then you have a deputy minister father all these things let it be dealt with in the name of jesus father we thank you for the sixth parliamentary sitting of south africa we honor you god lord that you will do a new thing the economy of this nation oh god will be resuscitated thank you for new policy new vision new capacity new grace yes in the name of jesus we thank you we honor you we thank you thank you oh god for men and women that you are 
touching touching their heart right now touching their minds right now yes to pray to stand in the gap intercessors who will pray who will stand in the gap to see that that which you want to do yes becomes a reality father we honor you we give you glory thank you father for your church oh god yes we'll begin to rise up oh god begin to take our place in truth oh god your true church your voice for the nation oh god in the name of jesus we declare and we proclaim oh god that even policy regarding oh god the perversion and the corruption of the church over this nation yes will be looked into but help us father to set the pace to set the standard to set the tone oh god in the name of jesus let the apostles the wise master builders over this nation rise up begin to come to that point to that place where they can begin to speak regarding to the situation and the destiny of this nation father we thank you we glorify you we honor you this morning ah hallelujah blessed be your name thank you lord for grace that I will continue to do what you have anointed and empowered me to do over this, over this nation, over this land. That I will not be tired. That I will not be quiet, oh God. Thank you for help that comes, oh God. It's not by might. It's not by power. Thank you, oh God, for all the men of God this morning. Wow, I'm so honored. All the men of God that have, that have tuned in this morning to be part of this, to watch this. I pray for every one of them. I pray for their ministry. I pray, oh God, for their constituents. Capacitate them. Grant them grace. Resource them, oh God. Bring them to a new position and, and a new level. Oh God, that they will be able to speak with powerful governmental authority to see that things begin to change in their community, in their homes, in their family, in their churches. Oh God, I thank you. I push their hands to that place, oh God, of relevancy. I declare in Jesus' name that you will fulfill the purpose. You will fulfill the purpose of God for your life in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. I honor you for everyone that have been part of this, oh God, live broadcast. Grace, favor, blessing, peace, joy, justice is your portion in Jesus name. Father, I bless your name. I give you glory, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, which lives in us, which lives in me. We thank you. We will continue to build what needs to be built over this nation. All that you are speaking and giving us the insight to deal with regarding to the church and the state. Help us to continue to do it, oh God, without fear, without favor, without looking back. Be glorified, oh God. In Jesus' name. Well, I believe I've come to the end of today's um, broadcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, uh, my brother Nusa, for joining. I really appreciate you. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for being part of this live broadcast. I want to believe that somehow the Lord has ignited your heart as he's ignited my heart to pray this morning. Please, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to stand in the gap. Let's continue to see to that which the Father, amen, has planned and ordained for our life for our nation for our city amen this is a day where we've got to continue to pray let's let's not fold our hands let's not just get tired and get weary i know sometimes it can be very tiring but let's continue let's continue to believe god to grant us the grace to stand in the gap and continue praying for the continent of africa and obviously for the rest of the world want to pray want to push out amen every spread of terrorism amen in in the continent of africa the devil is a liar amen we have given him enough room it's time to push him back it's time to take him you know back to where he's coming from amen africa will be saved south africa will be saved nigeria will be saved god's own nation that country nigeria pray for nigeria friends pray pray god wants to use that nation and the rest of the world amen to do great things so let's pray let's continue i mean i'm a product of that country so great things are coming out of that nation so we'll continue to pray continue to support you know my brother 
Pastor Nusa, amen, and the rest of those who are representing the voice of God in our great nation, Nigeria. Thank you, Sister Myrtle. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Apostle Godfrey. I saw Apostle Godfrey join also. Thank you, Brother Derek, for joining. Thank you, my sister, Melanie. All right. You are my fan. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Zeman. I really appreciate appreciate your support. Amen. Brother Tavo, thank you so much, sir, for joining. Amen. Apostle Godfrey, once again. Brother Mike, thank you for joining. I appreciate the fact that you connect with me. Amen. Brother Ricardo, thank you so very much. I appreciate you. Amen. Prophet Nathan. Prophet Nathan, amen. Thank you so much. Um, Brother Shane, thank you so much. Amen. And everyone that has connected with me that maybe I might not be able to see you or somehow I couldn't pronounce your name or I didn't, or I didn't pronounce your name. Please pardon me. Forgive me. Amen. But I love every one of you with the love of God. I tell you, I'll, my desire is to see that the name of the Lord be glorified in our nation, in our land. So let's continue to pray and let's enjoy watching the sixth parliamentary joint sitting today. Amen. I'm going to be watching it live by God's grace. Amen. And uh, what else to say? God bless you all. Thank you. Have yourself a wonderful, blessed, favorable day. Bye-bye. Bye.